when you're ready, take it away. We've got Jason on the drops. We've got other pish going on. And uh, aye, easy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. And if you've noticed something already, well, you're an astute listener because it is not ginger heat. I am the wax mamba, the waxy, the venomous, the milky son of the dentist himself. Our, our, our old friend Ginger Heat is off on the Mediterranean somewhere enjoying his feta cheese and his Kalamata olives and so on and so forth. Kissing babies well. and hugging fat girls. Yeah, he's probably doing some of that too. We wish him well. We will see him back not next episode, but the one after that. So I'm doing my best in his stead to replace him. And one thing I have to do, and hopefully if he's listening, he'll tell me if I did it properly, is introduce our first of our three jobbers, or our second of our three jobbers, if you count me. He is... The body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Deves. How you doing, bud? You did it justice, mate. You did it justice. I'm very proud of you. Um, yes, I am feeling great. Um, honestly, the best thing that's happened in the last week for me was that the valley is out of isolation, cutting about in the land of the living, feeling great again. In, uh, in the next couple of days, there's a possibility of me moving house, so that's on the horizon as well. Who knows how that's going to play out. I'm sure it'll be exciting. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pumped. I think um, with uh, that big stinky ginger freak coming all the way across the... Wait, is it the Pacific or the Atlantic? Which one's... It'd be the Atlantic. Mediterranean. The Medi- Thank you. Yeah, the Mediterranean Ocean. As well. Uh, he's come all the way across the Atlantic to Europe and isn't coming to see me. So I instantly hate him and he's out of the four jobbers. We're renaming this. It's the three jobbers podcast. You're out. You have to do this. Get out there, you big freaking ginger gormless gimp. You can stay in Thessaloniki or wherever it is you are. I think it is Thessaloniki, in fact. Well, happy to hear that Jordan Deves has some moves on the horizon. Speaking of horizon, the blurry-faced man himself is our third of three jobbers. Yeah, you're blurry. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there in Point Claire, but I will introduce him regardless. He is the enigmatic, the charismatic, the bizarre, the stupid, the smart, the brilliant, the bucket boy himself. They hate Jason. They hate Jason, but they love buckets. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't love buckets? Um, I feel pretty good. I didn't work today, so therefore I don't feel like crap. Uh, this is the third of my three days off. Bittersweet, but, uh, you know, it was nice. All good things come to an end eventually. You're back in focus now, by the way, so let's hope that, uh, let's hope that lingers. And you know what? Enough banter. We got some wrestling to talk about, and usually this is where you hand it off to me because it's time this for everybody. This is the news. Favorite segment, indeed. This is the news, and I didn't want to waste any time because 
our top story is the ongoing story that will probably continue. Maybe one of the bigger wrestling stories we've had in a long time, fellas. What mm. do you think? Because the saga continues with Sasha Banks and Naomi. And let me just say, if this is a work, it's a good work. And I'm not too sure it is at it's this too good. point. It's too good to be a work. It's too good to be a work. Exactly. It's, it's too good for it to be intentional on the part of WWE. Sasha Banks and Naomi are suspended, not fired. They are still uh, employed by the WWE, although there is rumors that Sasha Banks, at least, her contract is up in a couple months. Usually I go to one of you for each of the news stories, but I want to go to both of you here. First of all, fellas, you're still on board with work or shoot, and if it is a shoot, is this the last we've seen of one or both of these ladies in a WWE ring? I mean, I... I ask you this question in answer to your question, right? Have you ever seen backstage politics like being shown on the WWE product like this? Uh, no. I, I can't not. think of a time where I've ever seen that. Or when they talked about rehearsing matches. Yeah, like... Which is insane. It. I mean, I, un I understand if, if it's been something that's just happened out of the blue and maybe they've gone, okay... We need to do something about this. Maybe, maybe it is shoot that they've turned into work, but there's something going on. I think they're they're using some kind of event that's happened to one to get publicity because ultimately, two of your best performers say we don't want the title because they're not respected enough and just throwing them down on a desk and walking out. Whether it's good or bad, there's publicity there, and it's particularly with somebody like Sasha Banks. It's a saga that's going to keep growing, I reckon. Uh, a lot of speculation, but I'm, uh, I'm still erring on the side of, I think they know what's going on. I, th I think they're, they're clever. Yeah, uh, I think that sometimes when you get a shoot, you got to work with it. So they are working the shoot. Something happened. They got to do something about it. Uh, what's funny is Sasha Banks did a lot of things, I think, before this happened. Like she was on this show called cold as balls with kevin hart which i just watched she's been on other interviews at award shows she's been around she is a star in many ways you know um naomi's also incredible but maybe not as mainstream as mm -hmm. sasha sasha was in the mandalorian i think she could be a, a major 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 acquisition for aew uh that's what everyone says right when someone's leaving you know it's the it's WWE, yeah. wwe yeah. back in the day um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm still happy about it. I'm still supporting both of them. Uh, I think all the wrestlers should walk out and just let them <laughs> yeah. hold their balls in their own hand and, uh, hopefully they can come up with something better, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it made me like Sasha a lot more to be honest. Cause the stuff that's been happening with her week by week, just like seemed so <coughs> below her or she could be doing so much more. And now seeing that she also knew this and she just didn't want to stand for it anymore. Same thing with Naomi. Um, yeah, I'm still behind them. The, and uh, this is better than anything they've written. So I'm true. hanging on everything yeah. that happens with this. It's, all, and, it's, like uh, they've, yeah. it's like they've called an audible and said, hey, something's happened. We need to do something about it. Let's just work with that. Like you say, Jason, and go with it. Ironically, the best promo that Sasha has done in years is by not doing a promo and walking away. So less is more. Perfect. Like continue. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. 
Yeah. The silence is deafening. Yeah. The only issue is now there's a tournament being announced for the vacated women's tag title. So we were complaining about tag teams being thrown together. Well, get yeah, ready for a get lot ready for more, more of can, that. Can you name me a single women's tag team? Shayna Baszler, Shane. Natalia. The only one Neidhart. I can think of is the one that seems to be brewing with Dewdrop and uh, Nikki Nikki Ash, and they would be my favorites to win because they're an actual tag team that they're seeming to by tease. default. By default, yeah, yeah. And what's their what's their gimmick that they're both Scottish? Is that they're it? both Scottish and they're gonna take things seriously? That'll do. Cool. That'll do. Fine, I'll, I'll I'll take it. Are there any in NXT still? Like there was a couple. Oh, there's Toxic Attraction still. Um, but but n like are, do they have anyone competing against them? Not really, not really. I think uh, there was Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, but I think one yeah. or both of them are injured right now. Uh, and then there was again a couple that were thrown together just by virtue of yeah. being around. So tough oh, to well, say. I guess we'll see how it goes. We will see. I watched. Uh, did you see Michael Cole's when he had to make a statement about how they walked out and there's going to be a tag team tournament and uh pat mcafee's just like just like kind of confused and sad and doesn't know what to say just sitting there it's again like, the uh, quietest i've ever seen him and that's odd for him true. right and this this reminded me a lot of like when will smith slapped chris rock in, in mm. the regard of i want to hear what will smith has to say and what chris rock has to say after this this big controversy uh we haven't heard from either of them about what happened Obviously, no one slapped each other, hopefully, backstage. Maybe they put the titles down and slapped Laurinaitis across the face. I don't know. <laughs> that was a yeah, Actually, metaphorical and shout out to uh, yeah. Shout out to the guy that I'm a mark for. Everyone knows, Jim Cornette, who calls him John Laryngitis, which I never thought of, which is perfect because he sounds like yeah, this. Good call. Good call. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really interested to see. I've never wanted to hear Sasha Banks speak more than now. <laughs> so, perfect. Well, the thing is, the reason you want to hear her speak so much is because it would actually probably come from a place of realness, you know? It wouldn't just and be... And not just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm still kind of on the fence as to whether it's... You know, it, it's one thing where they can just say Cody hasn't been in wrestling for six years, even though everyone knows he's been in AEW. It's another thing when you have champions lay their titles down and walk out. Uh, yeah. You kind of have to say something and address it on screen. But hey, again, if it's a work, I'll give WWE credit where it's due. They're they're making, you know, they're making something out of nothing. So we'll see. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Yes. Uh, speaking of tag team titles, we have finally, after being teased it for a few weeks, maybe even a month now, on a random episode of SmackDown, we had our long-awaited. Tag title unification match. The Usos defeating RK Bro with the help of, of course, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. The bloodline now, uh, I believe, has two-thirds of all of the men's titles on uh, on the main roster. But first of all, what do you feel about after it was teased for Backlash? It might have even been teased before or so. All of a sudden, they just do it on a random episode. How do, you, how do you guys feel about that? kind of feels tainted at that point a little bit. Like, I'm still happy to see it, but it's like you hyped up this. It's like a re-gift almost, you mm -hmm. know? Like, I really wanted this thing, and then I got it from someone else. It's secondhand. It's used. I've seen it. I've heard about it before. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be as good. But, uh, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. And I did. And uh, it was not a great match. It was just like a cool moment. 
I think predictable. Unification. If you look at the, we'll go with the Roman and Brock. Like we've seen unification matches for different titles throughout the years. Of course we have, but let's go with the most recent Roman versus Brock. Right, that's two absolute behemoths, two titans clashing. Right, I just don't feel like I had that enormity with what it should have been. By the way, the the Usos and RK Bro. It, it just didn't feel big to me. I felt like we were getting there with a the hype towards um, Bathwater. No, but Backlash, sorry. No, Bathwater. Back, Backlash. Bathwater. But, but then they went, oh, no, actually, we're just going to make it a random match with six men in it instead. And instantly, I just, I didn't care. I, I'm also not one of the, I, although I enjoy them to an extent, I'm not a huge fan of RK Bro. But, it just didn't feel big. I, like I saw it advertised because I hadn't watched SmackDown before on their social media, and I was like, "I might tune in." Hmm. I should, I should be clambering to see that on the telly, but no, it, it didn't really yeah. make any wave with me at all. Didn't help that they've been yeah. facing each other in in certain varieties for the last few weeks. Mm. So it's like, oh wow, now they're gonna face for the unification. It doesn't. It, it's not like you're keeping two groups away from each other and they're they're kind of orbiting for a bit, and you finally get the long-awaited clash, and then you get a payoff. Are they, are they gonna be unified? The belts are unified, or just because they hold both? Are they still gonna have four belts? Or are they gonna make them two belts? Same thing with Roman's belts. Also. I mean, for the tag team titles, I really hope that they redo them because I've hated them for right. so long. They're some of the ugliest belts ever made, ever, ever, ever. And um, they, need to, they need to at least be gold. Yeah. At least be gold. Start with that. I mean, yeah. they're getting, and they're getting better work. because this design has been used for a long time now. And before the SmackDown Raw thing, they were the same design, but they were bronze. So they're they're definitely going up. Like they're now at least oh, they're moving up the, the podium. Um, but yeah, if you if you're going to unify the titles, you, you need to give me a new title, and maybe that's what they're going to yep. do eventually. You're going to have just a, a WWE title or heavyweight or whatever you call it, and they'll make a new title for that, and then you're going to get the same with the the tag. Like the whole brand split doesn't work anymore because they've released ninety percent of their personnel anyway. So just have one group, and we can have two shows. And yeah. reduce Raw by an hour. I don't need three hours of that pish. But yeah, like, just give me tag titles, give me a major championship, and then an IC and a US is fine as well. I'm okay with that. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I, I think the, the tag team division has been kind of stale for a little while. Just the same tag teams not really evolving or developing, like, you know, everyone was super hot on the Street Profits for a long time, thinking, okay, we're finally going to go somewhere with them. And then they kind of just fizzled out. And I'm sure they can get that hype back. Same for the Viking uh, Viking Raiders. Same for uh, the Dirty Dogs, even. You could mm. say that, too. And, and just, it's just every now and then one of them comes out of the woodwork. Oh, we're going to challenge. And they lose. Then they go off into the abyss. And they come back. Okay, yeah. we're back. We're going to challenge again. The Mysterios, Alpha Academy, same thing. When have any of these tag teams really evolved or done something interesting? It's been a while. So I'm hoping that this kind of leads been a while. to some... Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully this leads to some innovation 
in the tag division. I'm not, again, I'm not keeping, holding out hope, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what else do we have? Yes, big news story that, that, that came across. Stephanie McMahon is uh, taking a leave of absence yeah. from her, her uh, WWE duties until further notice. No reasons were given. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think it's our business, but certainly wish her all the best. Uh, have time to take care of her family. She's been so heavily involved in WWE for her whole life, really. And so well-deserved rest. Uh, yeah, here's here's a good reason. Uh, you're rich as hell, and you can go home and chill and take care of your family for a little bit because you worked your ass off your whole entire life. So enjoy. Yeah. What, what more reason do you need than that, I guess, right? No. Yeah, your kids, your husband who came within like a, a – pubic hair of death from the sound yeah. of it so uh you know like <laughs> it sounds like he choked on a pubic hair yeah. <laughs> he just you know it sounds like he had having a this beard I, I get it man it sucks yeah. <laughs> you got a beard full of pubic hair that's the same thing man like it's the same yeah it's pretty same close. texture um same smell from someone taking some time away from wwe to a long well not that long awaited but uh someone whose appearance on the main roster was Rumored for a little while, and I'm talking, of course, about L. Wait, no, no, Max <laughs> Dupree. No, Max Dupree. Max Du, not Max Dupree. Max Dupree. Or as uh, Scrappy McDoogie, whatever. What's his name? Scrappy, Scrap Daddy. Scrappy Daddy. Uh, Max Dupree. <laughs> no, Max Dupree. Exactly. Max so Dupree. Uh, you know, so we could beat the dead horse of why are they changing the names over and over. This one's especially weird because L.A. Knight was a name that WWE created. He was Eli Drake mm -hmm. on yeah. Impact. He was Slate Randall his first time in WWE. L.A. Knight is not his real name. Funny and yet they not. still... <laughs> yeah, L.A. And yet they still had to change it. I'm still excited to see him. He's a great talker. I think he will have a good presence, but right off the bat, um, yeah. I thought his ex his exchange with uh, Scrappy Do was uh, <laughs> it was entertaining, especially how close they were talking and his yeah. little smug <laughs> smile. So like, I didn't get so mad at the name. I was just like, yeah, it's a stupid name. He's a male model mogul or whatever. Uh, I'll let it play out, as we always say. Who who joins who Dupree. joins his modeling agency? Well, I thought it, it's um, on reckoning? screen. No, on reckoning. screen, it hasn't been announced. <laughs> the ones that have been doing the dark matches with him were Mace and Mansoor. Yeah, Mace, face Mace, mm -hmm. Mansoor. Mace the face and Mansoor the man. Oh, there we go. Just a, just so those were the two man. names that were working dark matches for yeah. him or with him, but I think he just <sighs> had that segment. I mean, if if this is if he's happy with this and and this is what's going ahead, fine. It is what it is. But like, you've got a guy who is a little bit older. He's he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. He's like forty, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah not he's much older than Damian Priest to forty. Yeah. But he, he's at a perfect time to be in the ring. Am I not going to see him in the ring? He's going to be cut about in flamboyant suits as a manager for. Mansoor, like, well, he's really. I mean, he is hilarious, and I'm sure he'll he might step in the ring here and there or get physical. We don't know, but yeah. um, 
he's almost filling the shoes of what NXT had with Robert Stone. Robert Stone, yeah. That's, right? I that, mean, that's, that's basically exactly it. Um, Robert Stone was a wrestler too on Impact. He was yeah, Robbie of E. He was, uh, but I think we will see, I almost said LA, we will see Max Dupree in the ring. But I also like, exactly as Jason put it, he's entertaining. He's one of the best on the mic. And I think it's not the worst thing to have him maybe elevating some some talent some, who some other talent, yeah. could do with a push. Mansoor has been, you know, they advertised him. It seems like they dust him off every Crown Jewel event. Yeah. And there he is again. And then they don't do anything with him. Mace hasn't done anything since Retribution broke up. So, True. you know, again, I, I hate the term let it play out, but I'm willing to also let this play out. That should be a, a segment. Let it play out let or it turn it off. Yeah. Speaking of letting it play out, uh, obviously Edge has been having some fun on social media, teasing some new members for the Judgment Day. Uh, some pictures he's posted include Paige, mm. Corey Graves, Finn, Finn Balor, <laughs> and just recently AJ Styles himself. Now, obviously, I'm yeah. sure these are all false flags but i ask both of you who is a real candidate to join out of those ones not out of those ones anyone to join the judgment day faction the judgment day. if it seems I, like they are going to continue to recruit which it seems like they will i think the one thing that the judgment day lacks at this moment is a manager i think they need somebody who uh, isn't necessarily uh, another wrestler I think they need somebody who is going to basically interfere from the sidelines, if that makes sense. An MVP, you know, that, that kind of a character. Who comes in and can do that? That, that That's tough. Um, I, Sonya Deville. I, I was going to mention somebody like that. Like, I think it needs to be somebody who is already healed that could manage them. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like it, if you're teasing people like Finn and AJ, maybe there's going to be a, this whole too sweet gang thing that's going on with Live, Laugh, Lose. Maybe one of them betrays the, the other two and joins the Judgment Day. I have no idea. Again, let's see how it plays out. Uh, I have no idea. What do you think, Jason? I think this whole, like... I love Edge, but I don't know if I'm really invested, at least not yet, in this Judgment Day business. Like, first of all, Edge did such a quick 180 to this crazy villain after he was like at his, you know, rescuing his kids from Stalker, uh, Seth Rollins, mm. and in his house, and he was with his wife, and it's just like it just happened out of nowhere. And then um, Damian Priest happened out of nowhere, and then Rhea Ripley happened out of nowhere. It's just like. I'm not invested yet. Doesn't mean that, I mean, all these people are talented, so they can get me eventually invested. But right now, I don't really care about the Judgment Day that much. It's cool that they're together and they're getting a chance. And I, you know, no one cared about the New Day. It's true. It's just not the exact same situation, but they were, they sucked for a while. And now they're one of the greatest of all time. So I don't know. I just, like what unites them? I guess the new day we knew what united them. They went through like this weird change and and everything. Like what unite? Are they just like gothic dark people, or yeah? It, it, that, it seems a... to be that their ring attire 
kind of matches. Yeah, the ring attire mm-hmm. matches. Or That's about like, it. I don't, I don't know. That's I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I haven't been hooked in by the Judgment Day quite yet because I, I agree. Edge just kind of decided to go down this path out of nowhere. There wasn't really a narrative reason for it unless I missed something. He keeps trying to go at AJ even though he's beaten AJ twice. Uh, why is he still going after AJ? Shouldn't AJ be the one chasing Edge? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think Edge can even serve the manager role a little bit on behalf of Damian and Rhea. So I think if they are going to add another member, it shit. will be another wrestler. Do I just go with the, the heavily rumored name because it worked for Rhea in uh, Tommaso Ciampa? I could see it. He's kind of not doing a whole lot right now. Uh, so, sure, I, I would pick just him. Just the names, like... Damien Priest, Edge, Rhea Ripley, and let's say Champa, right? There is literally, as Jason says, nothing that unites them other than the fact that they are all WWE superstars, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this just feels like retribution to me. Because that's what retribution was. A bunch of folk that were all Well at least they WWE at least wrestling. they were all like they were all got they were like overlooked, you know, the classic they don't care about us. You know, retribution can't say could that about have been Edge and Rhea Ripley or Damian Priest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you see, they were they, all, they had belts. Like yeah. they weren't overlooked. D- Dominic Edge is a legend. Damian Priest was a champion. Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble, didn't she? And, and she, she won was the a champion at WrestleMania. Like, yeah, yeah. she was with Jobber tag teams. Right. I guess, like, she. I don't know. It, it does. It's it's it's. Yeah, I I just need to know why they're together. Like, why is Damian Priest helping Edge? There's yeah, no reason I don't for think it. we've it's ever just, seen. Uh, he, he might have yeah. said something. Maybe I missed it. Maybe he said Edge is uh, brainwashed me. I don't know. Just and why is Rhea Ripley? Huh. I don't, yeah, then, I haven't seen any. She matches the look. Rhea and, more and Edge speaking. Yeah, we've got like. Nothing. I'm pretty sure just after Bathwater, we had um, Beth Phoenix tweeting a photo or the video of uh, Rhea joining the Judgment Day. And saying mm-hmm. not her crying emoji, and I'm like, what? So fine. you don't you don't you don't want this to happen? I mean, that's fine, but then are you going to get involved in the storyline? It's not like I think, um, it's not like she's stolen your man or something like that. I don't really. I mean, I don't think so. Anyway, when a when a character gets a new persona, like in this case, Edge, are we supposed to just like when he decides, like, all right, I'm going to go down another path. I got a new character now. Uh, storyline wise are we supposed to forget like it's a different episode or different season and cut it off or is it supposed to be a natural evolution into the next character you know what I mean like it feels like a lot of times now it's just all right drastic change forget everything you just did yesterday evolution is a mystery yeah Uh, yeah it just would have been nice to get something a little more from edge maybe like something a little more a little more subtle it seems like they took a page out of the game of thrones season eight book of just sudden Suddenly, he had like a turn. Might have had a promo or something, but like that's not enough to go maniacal. That's literally it. all. I, all we would have needed is just him realizing that he needed to go to a dark place to make a point or whatever. And then these other two said, "Do you know what? We saw that and we agreed that, that we wanted to go there as well." And we're like, "Cool." That's <laughs> yeah. all I need. Seth, Seth, Seth did some messed up stuff to him. Like, yeah, you just have that fine. continuity. That's fine. Like, you know, oh, he, you know, I'm done with Seth, but he set something off in me. Like he, 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 you know, triggered something. I don't know. Yeah, Just something like that. The darkness. I don't know. 
Anyway, I, you know, again, I want to say let it play out, but I, I, I agree with both of you. This hasn't quite done it for me yet. Will, that's not to say it never will. Maybe, yeah. maybe something happens uh, in the next couple weeks or month here that, that picks it up. But for now, I guess we'll see. And I, I'm not too big on the club or, or whatever we're going to call them, uh, AJ, Finn, and, and Liv, because they're the loser club, basically. They're, yeah. you know, as Jason put it, live, laugh, lose. Because that's that's what that's all any of them have done in the last year and a half is lose. So no, they've lived, they've laughed, and they've lost. So well, at least go. they're laughing about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right, I think this will be good to kind of transition out of the news segment. Oh, we got a couple more news pieces, but they're all AEW focused. Oh, so baby. we had a new debut on AEW in the form of a guy named Big Demo. You may know him. Those of you who watch WWE or NXT, I should even say, you may know him as Killian Dane. I recognized him. Oh, that's who it is. Okay. Yeah, you see the, the <clears throat> shoulder and back hair. That that that's got to only be one man. There's only that's one man a, that can. That's be, gotta be Big Demo. That's gotta be Big Demo. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even know the context that he arrived in. I just kind of saw it. It um so so he arrived. Uh, his debut match is against Sean Spears slash Ty Dillinger. The chairman. Um, the chairman, that's right. Uh, as a bit of a precursor to him facing Wardlow. So I think the point is, look at Sean Spears. He's able to face big men like this. So actually, and we'll talk about this in a second because it is something I want to chat about. Um, he, he's a viable contender for Wardlow, who is obviously just a massive beast at the minute and is destroying everybody. Um I was excited to kind of hear that he was going to be debuting. I don't think it's going to be a permanent home for him. Uh, he seems to quite enjoy being on that, particularly the, the European indie scene. Um, hmm. But the fact that he's got the opportunity to get his name out there on, you know, on not the, not on Dynamite, on, on Rampage, but on a pretty big show, that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm really happy for him. He was definitely a, a character that I enjoyed most when he was um, part of um, Insanity. No, Insanity? Yeah, Insanity. Sanity. Uh, Is it just Sanity? Sanity, yeah, there you go. He was yeah. in Sanity, there you go. Um, I really enjoyed him in, in there. He was always that massive beast. And he, again, was one of the earlier guys from NXT that always could move as well. We get a lot of that now, but... I quite enjoyed watching him. He was a little bit different. So, yeah, the fact that we're getting him on some big programming again, that's class. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, seems like uh, that's what's kind of cool about AEW. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later is that you just have people who can show up every now and then, then just go back to doing doing what they're doing. Um, so, you know, just the, the, the tagline, so-and-so is all elite, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see them every week or week in, week out, or even ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of people who are all elite, we had, of course, our AEW Jokers revealed. There was certainly a lot of hype around them. I know, Jordan, you were a little let down. Uh, for the men, it was... Johnny Joker. Johnny Elite, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Johnny... I don't know. Johnny On Four Jobbers, maybe, one day. Oh, Johnny Jobber. Johnny Jobber. Johnny Jobber. And for the women, it was Maki Ito, if 
I'm saying that correctly. Ooh. So Jordan, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit I don't, I don't, I don't, not familiar with her body of work. So Jordan, why don't you take us through? Uh, I'm sure you watched. As yeah, soon as you said you were a little let down, I, I kind of, I, I saw the highlights or I saw a little bit of glimpses of it, but uh, it, yeah. So I mean, I, I watched it in the hope that we were going to get some big names um, either debuting or returning. Um, and we obviously threw around some names last week about who it might be. And, and there was obviously loads of names online about who it might be. And immediately after I watched it, I was like, that's so disappointing. That wasn't what I thought it was hmm. going to be. That was kind of crap. But actually, I now look back in, in retrospect and I realized it was exactly what was needed. Two weeks before a pay-per-view, you do not want to steal focus, right? You do not want to steal focus from, well, less than two weeks before a pay-per-view. You don't, you don't want to do that. But you do want to give the viewers something to get excited about and get pumped about. And actually, having somebody like, you know, Johnny Elite, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, whatever you want to call him, appear on AEW television in a match that, we pretty much know he is not going to win. And the same with Maki Ito as well. Somebody debuting, somebody returning. It just made that that episode more exciting to watch. Now, yes, in the moment, I was kind of like, oh, okay, fine. Like, I wasn't that excited about it. But actually, I got to see something that was different and new. And if I compare that to the other product, the WWE what I would have seen is the exact same match over and over and over again, but just a slightly different iteration or with this person outside or this. So actually, it just made it more interesting. I, I, there was an element of surprise to it. Was I surprised? Yes. Was it overly exciting? No, but it was at least a little bit different. And looking back, I, I, I understand that and I, I appreciate it more than I did at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Johnny's great. I think the crowd thought they the were thing. getting a different Johnny when his uh, when that yes, name flashed. Yes, they definitely were. On the definitely were. But Johnny Elite is always a, you know, whether he's going to be a consistent part of AEW or not, he's always someone who puts on a good match. He's not going to be a main eventer. He's not going to be a world champion, but he's a great wrestler. Absolutely. It's fun to watch. So, uh, you know, is he the most exciting person who could have stepped out? No. But... It's good to see him turn up again. Good yeah, to see him turn absolutely. up again. Absolutely. I think um, the match was good. It wasn't amazing, but it was a good match. The Maki Ito, obviously the reason that kind of worked, particularly for those who are AEW fans from a, a year and a half to a couple of years ago, is that Britt and Maki used to team together um, so that kind of was oh hang on a minute this is exciting she's returning to AEW and we're getting to see two partners face off against each other so that was again exciting to to see if you're an AEW fan but if you were somebody that was tuning in just to see the that that night you're like what and <laughs> and I understand why perhaps if you were tuning in Wax you might have been like I don't really understand what's going on here and that's fine um, but yeah it, it, looking back, I'm happy with what they did. They didn't do it to announce something major or new. They just wanted to give a bit of excitement, a bit of surprise, and a bit of something different to the the weekly show, and that's that's <clears> fine. 
Jason, are you a big Johnny miscellaneous fan? Uh, yeah. Um, like you said, he you can always count on him to do what he needs to do. You can always count on him for a few nice moments within a match. Uh, his you know execution is usually flawless. He's never been like a super mega star in WWE. I don't, you know, I mean, he was ECW champion. Yeah, it doesn't really count. I think in TNA, I think he was their world champion. So he was. Yeah, he was a big deal in TNA. He was a big draw for them. And I mean, uh, he's not an incredible talker, but then when he started to be more goofy and whatnot, he started to dig into something that was interesting in yeah, the ring. Moist. He does things. I mean, he's, yeah, moist. Like, so he ran with that. Uh, he looks like a trillion bucks, no matter how old he is. It's crazy, and the um, shape of he can do stuff in the ring that no one else can sometimes. So it was just bringing someone in to have a good match with Samoa Joe, smack him, stack him, pin him. That's it. Absolutely. Easy. And there was always, you know, we, we kind of speculated it might be a, a couple as the male and female Joker. There was room for that. Taya Valkyrie could have shown up for the women. Uh, that would have been interesting. Ooh. <clears throat> But yeah, we move on. And speaking of AEW, that was the news. So Jordan, I am going to turn it over to you for the, uh, as you titled it, Deves discussion. Yeah, the Deves discussion. Double D, Do- double D <laughs> Deves discussion. They're probably down to about a B at this point, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying my best. I'm trying hmm. my best. Um, I've dropped the sports bra, so we're good. Um, yes, we're going to have a little chat about a couple of things. There was a, a question that. Um, our lovely waxy friend put to me and I want to address this first because it was something that I think particularly in the last year we've seen a lot of people being elite and that's fine but when you're elite what does that actually mean right and uh, it, it's it's a question that um, yeah. can I, I uh, can I say where the question came from yeah absolutely go for it go for it yeah so the reason is uh, obviously I do follow a lot of wrestling people on Twitter, some local people, some wrestlers I, I like. Um, you know, I try and stay up to date of what's going on, even if I don't watch everything or, or very much of anything sometimes. I still like to be abreast of what's going on. And one thing I noticed is that our, our, our local legend, Mike's Speedball Bailey, nice. is facing off against John Moxley. And John now, Moxley. I knew that AEW wrestlers could go off and do their own thing. But my question is, I see some doing it much more than others. So my question that I posed to Jordan is, what determines who can go off and do these things? Or where can they go? Can anyone just do it whenever they want? Like, can Hangman Page show up on IWS Hardcore Night in Montreal at Club Soda? Or is it if you're not actively in a major storyline, you kind of have to, you could do it. If you are, you need to stay healthy for AEW. So Jordan, that was my question to you. And it was a great question. It's one that I'd asked myself, um, excuse me, uh, recently. Because again, you've got all these guys becoming elite and coming into AEW. And I think the, the first thing I'll say is from discussions with a couple of friends that I have who are, I say, professional wrestlers, part-time professional wrestlers, and from in, uh, interviews that I've been reading and things like that, a review of what 
being signed to a company means is tainted by how WWE treats their personnel. What we expect is that if you're signed to that brand, that's you. That that you're signed to them, and that's that's it. Um, and that's how WWE treats it, right? Like, I mean, there was a point where WWE were telling their personnel that they couldn't have Twitch streams and OnlyFans yeah. accounts and all that kind of thing, right? And that, that's really restrictive. Um, so I, I was chatting to a couple of people about this not too long ago, um, and then found a. Um, an episode of a podcast that AEW do called AEW Unrestricted. And it has Cody Rhodes on there, and he's asked the question about AEW contracts and how it works. And he, he talks a lot of nonsense. But he basically says there are a few different tiers of contract, right? There's tier one, two, three, four, and then he jokes and says tier Jericho, right? Hmm. Um, so you've basically got different tiers of contract that allow you to either have more or less freedom with other independent companies. And what that allows you to do is divvy your time between the AEW product, which you may be signed to, and other companies or, or, or you know other promotions that you want to be part of or are already a part of. So, for example, somebody like, um, let's go with... I'm going to use Samoa Joe, and it's probably not the best example, but Samoa Joe is actually signed to Ring of Honor, so his contract might differ from somebody like John Moxley, who is predominantly on the AEW product. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't appear on any other promotion, but every individual contract seems to be different in that they allow lesser or, or um, more freedom to other promotions. <laughs> I think that's a great way to do it because ultimately the one thing that we hate about some of the, the content on WWE is oversaturation, right? If you see the same person in the same kind of match every single week, you get bored of it. If you don't have something for them, let them go and do their own thing. Let them go and do their own thing, holding their craft or whatever you want to call it somewhere else. Make a name for themselves on another promotion, and then once they've done that, come back. Once you've got a you know a package for them, why does that need to be so difficult? I guess the reason for that for WWE is that they own that character, not not the person, of course, but the character itself. But with AEW, it seems like they have these different tiered contracts or packages or whatever you want to say that gives them the freedom to explore other avenues when they're not being used now. Obviously, the exact terms and conditions of every contract are probably going to be pretty different, but they do have this, I guess, structure in place that allows them to function outside of the company, which, in my opinion, I think is only going to be a good thing. I don't know what you guys think about that, but... I I like it. I'm sure there's some level of, let's say, again, I'll use Moxley as the example. Hey, we have a big match coming up for you at an AEW pay-per-view, maybe don't go and do a death match the weekend before. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that's part of it. And of course, I can also see, and, and to WWE, you probably can't have Roman Reigns on SmackDown and then go and see Joseph Anoa'i uh, yeah. and Mindy show. Because then it's like, there's a little bit of cognitive, not cognitive dissonance, but there's a little bit of, wait a minute, what's going on here? That they kind of... And that's a, that's a difference with owning yeah. that 
intellectual property or whatever you want to call it. Like if Jason, you do would that, you want to see difficult. WWE explore something like this, or is it really just too far gone for them to even consider? What if they um, rent out the character so he doesn't have to be Joseph Anuai? He could still be he Roman. He could be Roman Reigns, and you could have Roman Reigns on your promotion. Uh, but then there would probably be so much like creative restrictions, what you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for AEW because <clears throat> AEW is still very, very new. Uh, they're growing. They want to be the big dog, and they're not. You know, WWE's had, uh, what, 40 years or more. Yeah. Um, so it, it makes sense for them. I like the cross-brand uh, team up on the big guy kind of thing. And uh, oversaturation is terrible. It's, I'm so tired of it. The multiple, like even your boy Butch and uh, the I New know. Day have been fighting for every day for like months now. And now Kofi and uh, Xavier finally said, we need someone to team up because Biggie's not ready. So wait next week to find out who I choose for a six man tag. And I'm like, you guys already wrestled <laughs> yeah. like a hundred times. Yes. Like, I don't care <laughs> anymore. I, it, I, I, don't, I don't think we're that far away from it happening in WWE. I wonder because if, if you even yeah. just earlier this year, we had other um, other performers appearing on um, <clears throat> WWE content. I mean, let's go yeah. to the Royal Rumble. We had Mickey James, right? Yeah. Appearing. Jericho was on the. Uh, he's appearing on the this um, broken on the skull broken skull sessions. sessions. Yeah, like it's not yeah. impossible to see these people. I mean, if WWE are willing to sign or contract, I guess other performers from other promotions onto their product why can't we see roman reigns do something you, else or or whatever yeah. i think if you start seeing more of an exodus you know superstars choosing not to resign letting their contracts expire right that's what happened with uh kushida most recently i think he just chose not to resign and he's a big name maybe not in the wwe canon but he yeah, is a big yeah. name Maybe what they can try and do, and this is assuming they even want to do this, which I, I doubt, I doubt at this point. Why don't they let NXT superstars, they're up and coming talent anyway. You have a huge bloated roster, including the Performance Center. You can't fit them all on. You need to develop these people. Let them go and do yeah. some indie shows. You change their names when they go up to the main roster anyway. So let them keep yeah. their real names maybe, or let them pick a ring name for themselves on NXT. Then when they come up, sure, they could stay on WWE. And that could be a good dipping your toes in the water, seeing if it works, seeing if it makes sense. But again, that's that's a huge if, which seems like it's not happening. Not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. Okay. But there you go. There's your... Um, yeah, thank you for that. I hope I've answered that as best as I can. Yes. It appeared mostly when I was speaking to uh, a friend of mine um, who's known in the, in the wrestling universe as Ian Skinner. And I noticed that he was appearing in a couple of different promotions around the UK. And I was like, I need to ask you this question. How do you sign with all these promotions? Have we got chatting about it? And, and that's how I found out. So there you go. And it seems like it's not just AEW, right? Like no. I'm using it's Speedball as the example. He's exactly. signed to Impact yeah. Wrestling, but he comes back to Montreal and performs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty common. Yeah. But we're going to move on to another segment that we have for you. A little bit of uh, trivia. Um, that is right. We've got some trivia for you this week. Your 
filthy freaks. I was talking about the two that I'm looking at just now, not the listeners, because that would be really offensive. But I've got some trivia for you. We're going to do it in a slightly different format this week because we don't have the big ginger freak with us. I have two questions for each of you, and they are different questions. I'm going to ask them. I'm going to, and you're going to love this and hate it at the same time. I'm basically going to ask one of you a question. And then before I'm, I tell you if your answer is correct, I'm going to ask a subsequent question to the other jobber. And then I'll give you the answer to both. And then we'll move on to the next two questions, all right? Um, this is not counting towards our total tally for the year of, of trivia. But I, I will have a prize involved, probably in the form of some kind of like email that I just say well done in or something like that. But... <laughs> Here we go. Um, but we're going to jump right in. Now, obviously, May this year is, uh, or May into June, is giving us the uh, the judgment, it's not the judgment day, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. But traditionally, May into June was the judgment day pay-per-view. So I have jumped into the beautiful Bible that is the world's, what is this, the ultimate WWE trivia book or whatever, right? Uh, correct up to 2002. I've jumped into that book and I have found some trivia from Judgment Day pay-per-views that I want to bring to you jobbers, right? I'm going to ask those questions and we're going to see if you can get some points up on the board. All right. So I'm going to start with, uh, we're going to start with Jason, actually. And uh, Jason, we are going all the way back, all the way back to 1998, okay? Mm. And my question to you, my friend, at Judgment Day 1998, Undertaker and <clears throat> met for the vacant WWE Championship. Name his opponent. Uh, Undertaker and met... For the vacant title of Judgment Day, 1998. I just watched this match two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just watched it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a feel for Judgment Day, you know? Like, what kind of... I mean, you're, um, around May, June time, you're probably falling off the bandwagon of WrestleMania, so you're like, you know... Yeah. After WrestleMania, right? Okay. So, yeah. <coughs> Judgment Day, um, gonna s- Undertaker, and I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Austin. Austin. Interesting. So Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin met for the vacant WWE Championship, says Jason. Uh, Following off the back of that question then, Wax, I'm going to go to you. Um, Who was the special guest referee for that exact match? Mm. Was it? I'm going to give you three options here. Oh, crap. Here we go. <laughs> this is where it gets fun. I love it. Was it Ken Shamrock? Was it Paul Bearer? Or was it Stone Cold Steve Austin? Hmm. Can, can I change my answer? You absolutely cannot. Okay. Uh, now yeah, you I can have... you you can either accept what Jason has said. 
and try to think of the best answer based on that. Or you can I dispute know what, it is what he said. I'm, uh, <laughs> I know the whole picture. And you can move on. I'm between two, but the way Jason reacted to hearing the options... Uh, I'm not, you know what? No, you I'm going to stick with answer. my first instinct, and that was Ken Shamrock. All right. So I remember Ken he was Shamrock. a guest referee in a what match. What can I do now? Yeah. Okay. So... Can I wrap it all up? <laughs> Jason, if you think you know this, you're not going to get this correct necessarily. I know it. You think you know it? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, your, your answer's locked in as Stone Cold Steve Austin, so you can't change that. Uh, However, uh, if you would like to relay to both of us what you think happened, let's go for it. I think it was... Kane versus The Undertaker with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin as the guest referee. And they both pinned each other and nothing was solved. Excellent. Well done, Jason. I wish you'd remembered that before (laughs) because you're absolutely right. The double pin trope. It was Undertaker versus Kane for the vacant WWE Championship and they double pinned uh, Stone Cold basically pinned both of them and that was the same night mm-hmm. I believe that Austin was fired by uh, Vince McMahon um, so there you go no points when was Ken the guest referee because I know that, uh, was Ken was then. only the referee for Wrestlemania 13 I think, yeah, I think Austin was, and Brett I, I, I knew it was right. a, yeah okay Austin oh, me so close so close jobbers but that's why you're called jobbers so it's fine um, we're going to move a little bit forward in time to the next trivia question, all right? Um, we're we're going to let's start with uh, let's start with Wax this time. Wax, my question to you, and I have a multiple choice for you: Who won the Intercontinental Title at Judgment Day two thousand and one? Was it Jeff Hardy? Was it? Kane, or was it Albert? Hmm. So who oh, won shit. the IC title at Judgment Day 2001? Jeff Hardy. He's gone Jeff Hardy. You locking it in? Locking it in. Locking it in. 2001 IC title, Total Jeff guess. Hardy. Following on from that, then, I would love to know, Jason, what type of match was held to determine the Intercontinental Champion? I also have multiple choices for you. Was it an Inferno match? Oh, no. Was it a First Blood match? Or was it a Chain match? Oh, I'm doubting my answer. And it's now. for the Intercontinental title? I see title. 2001 Judgment Day. A chain match. Now, Wax, chain Wax match? has said that it was Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy? Not, I'm not so sure about that anymore. Here, I don't even know what a cha- What's a chain match? I guess when they're, when they're connected by a chain. No, isn't that a. That's a. That's a strap match. Texas Bull Rope strap Texas match. Bull rope. There's also a dog. I think it's just a variation of. of a strap that. match of, of yeah. some sort. So it was Inferno for I'm gonna go uh Inferno first blood or chain match. I'm just I'm gonna I, I don't think it was Inferno no. 
Uh, go uh, first blood. First blood. So so far we've got Jeff Hardy uh, w- winning uh, the IC title in a first blood match. That doesn't sound right. Doesn't though. sound right at all. It absolutely does not sound right. That is because it is incorrect. Unfortunately, both of you are wrong. The winner. It's a chain match. The, the winner. Of the IC title at Judgment Day 2001 was Kane. Was Kane. Uh, he defeated Triple H in a chain match. Kane in a chain. There you go. 2001 for the IC? For the IC title. There you, I mean, I'm not making it up. I've got the information. I gotta look that up. I never even, I didn't know that existed. So there you go. You've got Judgment Day 98, a a, a double pin between Undertaker and Kane. And then you move forward three years and you've got Kane defeating Triple H for the IC title. Uh, So there you go. There's your trivia. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you were listening at home and you got that well done. I'm very, very impressed by it. I thought our jobbers would at least get one of them right. But don't worry. They will have a chance next week to redeem themselves with another set of uh, questions that I will bring to them. So there you are. I didn't even know. That. There's so much stuff I don't even know exists. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to pick something that was obvious enough, but also like a little bit more obscure than just WrestleMania or whatever. Chain match. I've never seen that. Wow. I'm guess- yeah, yeah. I- I'm guessing it's just a strap match. Yeah, I think it's chain. just it's a strap. Oh, it's a strap it's match. It's a strap yeah, match, but thing. with a chain, essentially. Yeah. Wow. Well, you've done it again, you bastard. That's what I do. That is why this book is the, one of the greatest things that's ever happened. <laughs> Last year, um, wrestling was good. 2002. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. There's your trivia. And that is uh, that is all for me. Next week, like I say, we'll have... Uh, I was going to say the final of this little battle between the two of you, but so far it's nil-nil anyway. Final. So. First to score wins. Yeah. Yeah. Double or Exciting. nothing is this weekend, Jordan. Is there a match you're looking Boys, forward I'm to? F- <sighs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you know, I was, looking at the, uh, I was looking at the card and I was thinking... They got a pay-per-view this week? Yeah, yeah they do. On uh, Sunday. Sunday night. Um, I was looking forward to it thinking, you know, what are we going to see? We're going to see Hookhausen. Um, we, we're going to see Jade Cargill in a match. I'm not overly excited by that, to be honest. The uh, finals of the Owen Hart Cup tournament. The trouble with it at the minute is as we're recording this, we don't know exactly what these matches are going to look like because there are still um, some semi-finals to come on the Go Home show of, uh, of Dynamite. Um, but we've got some Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Again, not overly Serena excited. Deeb, eh? Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a you know every week viewer, but I feel like um, Thunder Rosa winning the title has kind of taken some of the heat away from the division. You know, like when Britt Baker had it, it was like on fire. Yeah, man. I think if I'm honest, she won the title, and it was very similar to Hangman Page. It was like. Cool. Mm. Everything was leading up to the title, and now that you've done it, what have you Who's done? Who's Deeb? It? Did Deeb? Would Deeb even? Who is that? She was Serena in WWE. Deeb. She was. A little bit. She was the woman who shaved her head for CM Punk. Oh, that was like a million years ago. Yeah. And I will say, she's on fire just now. She cut a great promo. Um, okay. Uh, last week on Dynamite, where she t- <laughs> she genuinely talks to Dustin Rhodes <clears throat> about all the things that she's done and she deserves respect and she, you know he said that Thunder Rosa is going to beat her 
So she called him out and was like, yeah, why do you think she's going to beat me? Talk to me, come and tell me. I deserve respect and blah, blah, blah. And she even says that she uh, she was like talking about how she deliberately put, obviously, uh, breast implants in because of some old pervert told her that she needed to, mm. to get somewhere in the business and all this kind of stuff. She's been great on the mic recently and she's really proved herself in the ring as well. So I'm I'm... I'm not overly excited for this match because of Thunder Rosa, I think, but I'm excited to see what there's, she does, so that'll be good. There's 10 matches, yeah. and they're loaded with people. The Anarchy and Arena match, six-man tag, triple tag team match, three-way tag team match. It's mad. Uh, another tag team match. Like uh, This looks like... It's going to be chaos. I don't know. It's going to be chaos. Yeah. I am excited for it, but uh, yeah, let's. I mean, we can talk about it next week. We'll give a bit of a review about it. Um is uh, Daniel yeah. Bryan okay? He got his foot stuck in, in the ring and the ramp. There's not really yeah. been any more chat about it. I think he seems all right. Maybe just... It was just maybe one of those things that looked you, uh, worse than it was. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the, those ramps? Uh, they've been used even way back in the day, the ones that go right up to the <coughs> ring. I never li- I never liked them. No, I don't like them. WCW used them a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan. I think... Um, Old school NXT, like a black and gold NXT, use them. Yeah, um, it, it works for certain spots, like yeah. being out there right next to the ring. But no, nah, I'm not a huge fan yeah. of it. Just bin it. Bin it. Bin it, didn't it? Into Jason's fancy garbage can, you go. But you know what they say, mm-hmm. lads? You know what they say? Dingle, dangle, here comes a bangle. Exactly. Had to use that drop somewhere, didn't we? I, I was, I was going to use it earlier, <laughs> but I totally forgot. So uh, we'll just add it. Well, dingle dangle, dingle dangle indeed. Well, I, I I can't think of a more appropriate way to end off this three jobber special episode of the four jobbers. Once again, you are free to reach out to us on social media at the four jobbers on Instagram, Twitter. We do have a Facebook page. We also have a YouTube channel that's been getting some heat lately. Good heat, definitely. Hundred K, hundred K plus, hundred K on our cane and Lita video, seven thousand. Uh, 400 over over 400 subscribers too so thank you very much uh thank you. for for checking we'll us creep out into we're a gonna, thousand so we can get paid that's right we're gonna try and put some additional content on youtube for your viewing pleasure but until next time i am the wax mamba and on behalf of the body from Kirkati, on behalf of they hate jason you know what even though he's not here on behalf of ginger heat we are your four jobbers Ooh. and we'll see it next week you jerks